When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome, everybody, to After the Final Pop, where, as always, we have to thank you so much for your support over here on Patreon. Yes, thank you so much for your continued support. We are in the we are in the in the planning processes stages of the uh, the D and D campaign. We are in the planning processes. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like getting very excited. I just I was just literally before we walked in to record ATFP. Yeah, I got ATFB. ATFB. <laughs> that is how I say it. I'm like, oh, are those the wrong letters in A- the wrong order? I know A- I'm not great at the alphabet. AFTP. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. We, we walked out afterwards and we're like, yeah, like, what comes first, T or M? And everybody was like, M. And it was like, oh. Mm, maybe this was less relatable than we thought. We're about to sound really dumb. Great. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> No big deal. No big deal. Um, yeah, but I was watching the, um, there's like a Chris Pine movie coming out called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, it's man. Like, yeah, Honor Amongst Thieves or something like that. Great. And I think it's going to be pretty fun. It's got a it's got a pretty cool cast. But anyway, yeah, it's definitely, I feel like the whole, I'm, I'm very curious to know, there's there's sort of like a, a bit of a phenomenon bingo uh, that happens whenever there's something that has like, that you have liked for a very long time and then becomes incredibly popular. Yeah. And I think you have this like very mixed relationship with it where it's like anybody I've ever known who likes D has like lobbed it out to me like dude we should definitely play like like they want people to be more involved with the activity but then there's like the mainstreamification of like your hobby to where all of a sudden like it's it's now kind of everywhere and a lot of people who you formerly never would have suspected playing are like completely into it and like i've like adopted it right and there's i think there's a little bit of um like like I, I I think at least there can be sometimes like some mixed feelings about whether or not like it's like, well, now everybody, you know, now everybody 
likes my thing you right know? and it's like yeah like it's I, I don't i can't tell if i mean probably the lasting power the staying power you know it's like the there's it's like pokemon go you know like when it launched like everyone was playing pokemon go like i remember right. you'd like drive down the streets and like there would just be people and you'd be like i know exactly what those people are doing right now yep. they're playing pokemon go and then after you know like a few months it was like it, 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 I wouldn't say it like fizzled necessarily, but like the people like like, like yourself who were really into yeah. it. Like I was into it for like a very long time, like yeah. several, like four, I don't even know. I probably only really stopped playing after I got to like level 40, which was like four or five years in. Yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, though, like I, I think I think there will probably be like a little bit of that. Like there's people who were into it before people who got like really into it for a while and then probably like you know, as it like leaves the, like the, the mainstream, the center focus, there will be those people who, who have adopted it during like the, the peak of popularity and that continue to love it forever. And then those people who have always loved it, who will continue to always love it. Right. Right. But in the meantime, there are people who have always loved it and will complain about more people loving it all of a sudden, even though that's sort of what they wanted. Yes. yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a very complicated, it's like, it's like, you love um this probably could even be the same like the same could be true like with like a like a musician who like makes it and is like on the radio and like i think this is where very frequently people are like well i really like the early stuff you know and it's like before they were popular when i liked them before everyone else you know what i'm saying you know right. what i'm saying like yeah. i like their early stuff as well not the top 40 i mean you know like it's a great song of course and it's probably what they'll close every concert with for the rest of forever and you know probably the thing they'll be known for and most iconic but like their early stuff you know yeah that's, right that's where that's where it lives um and i get it too like you know i i know that like with the tv show um tanked when it came yeah. out it was like i definitely had this like like need almost to like cut it down a little bit right you know it was always like like you know like they're, they're i mean sure they're, they're great with acrylic like they make some cool tanks and stuff but like are they really doing it like best practices no 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 Trust, yeah. trust me. You know, a, a right. long Aquarium time. man. Aquarium man. I've been, uh, I've been into it since I was twelve. Right. So. Yeah. Back when there was still lead in the silicone. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that was ever a thing. <laughs> anyway, um, I actually had something I was going to talk about today, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh yes. Um, uh, there's, there's a kind of interesting other phenomenon that's going on right now uh, in our lives, which is that we um, at Super Carlin Brothers take the last week of the year off of work as like an entire crew. Everybody is like out of office and it's just like a good like reset period for us to sort of like regroup and then come back, you know, nice and fresh in the new year, which yes. I feel like I'm finding to be a much more common thing you know like i I remember the last week of the year off yes yeah yeah, it seems like more and more businesses are are in fact doing that but like you know we did it first is what i'm trying to make the emphasis on i mean it all it really just like makes sense because like it is such an easy way to improve morale yes um amongst your staff and because it's like it's such like a known like it's like if even if like you the other the other thing it does is that it frees up vacation days for people earlier in the year 
because like a lot of people you might get like you know two weeks vacation plus like you know like four or five sick days or something right and yes. it's like those are your sick days for the year but really one week of that vacation is going to be taken up by christmas yeah like like the holidays by the in holidays yeah. yeah in general so either you could take that extra week of vacation at some other point in the year like in the summer and go on like two beach trips or two two whatever you're going to do trips you know right, yeah but then come christmas time you're going to be like nope sorry i can't come home mom i have to be at work and they'll be like what are you going to do at work and be like yeah literally nothing yeah like, because no one no else one is there. here yeah yeah and um, so it's like it's it's like it's an unproductive time you're basically like if you're a business owner like you basically you're probably paying people to be there just because like these are the rules on paper according to, to like hr manual it's like, yeah it's like the most fair thing because like yeah we you, this is this is how we say it's going to work and so now we have to enforce it this way but in the meantime you're just paying someone for probably doing almost nothing because if if you if it's like a job that involves communicating with people outside of the office like they're not in office right know? right like so many people do the same thing that like you just end up being in a position where it's like well i couldn't really start on this project because i couldn't really get approvals from this person which means that like really all i was able to do was go back to like the the back catalog and do some organizations types type stuff and it's like yeah does anybody really need to do that was that really helpful i don't really know it could be but um the point is that during that last week of the year off, I typically find myself in this like very unusual situation. Cause like, I feel like we stay kind of busy and like, even when we got back no to doubt. work, it was amazing to like, you know, it was like, okay, like we have like this interview on this day and we have like this call on that day and we need to like meet up with these people about this thing. And we need to start planning this and that and like whatever, and, you know, and there's, there's like the, the brand deals that we have slated for the rest of the year. It's like, you know, the calendar like filled in like really fast. You're like, Oh man. Um, but during the week off, you know, it's always this period of time where I'm like, oh, man, my brain has got so much extra time to think about, like, all the other stuff I want to do. And, like, maybe we should make some new hard commitments that'll take up even more of our time. Yeah. Um, and so, sure enough, I feel like that that definitely was the case. And this happens to me on every single vacation. Like, I'll, I'll get out there and be like, man, we should start a new thing, like, where we do a new thing. And it's like, where are you going to find the time for that thing? And it's like, oh, that's a good good point good point good point um however i feel like we have been we have been toying around a little bit uh with the possibility of starting uh like a like a new concept a new show i feel like you and i both told our wives about them alice and beth and they both seem to like have a very resounding like why are you not already doing that yeah um and 100 percent, you know uh, transparency. I think this was definitely inspired in part by the fact that we did a uh, end of year collaboration with um, Mike, Mike Schubert, Schubert from uh, Potterless Pod and the, the newest, newest Olympians. Yes. Yeah. So Mike is a very just like genuine and nice human being. So if you're not familiar with his shows, I, I do not think you'd be disappointed to go and check them out. Uh, but one of his um, uh, like bigger, biggest projects he did was was called Potterless where he uh, went through and like as a grown adult, like read the Harry Potter books chapter by chapter for the first time. And like you as a listener sort of had the opportunity to like tune in and listen to uh, like what his experiences were like, because it's been, you know, for, for, for many of us, not maybe for everybody, but for many of us, it's hard to go back to our seven, eight, nine, 10, you know, middle school aged selves and get inside of, 
that mind when we were like learning all of this information for the first time. Right. You know, like, like, would you like as an adult, would you have realized like Quarrel was acting like a little bit off, you know, like, w- yeah, would you right. have picked like up it, on yeah, that? Yeah. Like if you were reading it for the first, yeah. Like when, when you're a kid, of course, you know, you haven't read many mystery books or anything and right. some such a fantastical world and it's so fun. Like you don't, you know, the fact that it's Quirrell is like a, it's like, what? It, it blows your mind. Like, I remember just being so sure it was Snape. Yes. Like, yeah. Absolutely. It's got to be. I mean, it makes so much sense. It's got to be him. And then when it wasn't, it was like, no freaking way. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's like, I always wondered, like, was, you know, because, like, dad was reading us that first book. Like, were, to him, was it like, it was pretty obviously Quirrell or anything. Sure. Like, I, I bet it wasn't obvious. I don't think it would be because yeah. I, I feel like I've, like, I've reread it and it's like, you know, you, hindsight's twenty twenty. So like when you know, especially for Quirrell, am I right? Because <laughs> he can see behind, he gets behind his head. Yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, uh, behind sight. Um, <laughs> that makes it sound like Voldemort was living in his butt. <laughs> behind sight is twenty twenty. Oh man, uh, that boy. really that really shifts your imagination on the whole like drinking unicorn blood scene a little bit. Can you mm-hmm. imagine Coral yeah, just, just like, like in sitting on squat it, form, squat form on the unicorn blood? Oh moments. man, we gotta stop talking about. Gotta, it. No, gotta, that's yeah. disgusting. It's disgusting. It's yeah, horrifying. Yeah, uh, but also, call one million zillion percent. This is gonna happen in the future. There is going to be a documentary about how COVID was poorly either handled or like how the public how there was like a bunch of like debates about mask wearing or vaccines or whatever it's going to just be about the pandemic in general and it's going to be called hindsight is 2020 because it was the year 2020 oh wow yeah wow i guarantee you that's going to happen there will be a documentary by that title about that topic jonathan carlin on on january 11th 2023 stake your flag in the inevitable documentary called hindsight is 2020 and it will be about the 2020 pandemic of the world yes um yeah no you're 100 correct and i can completely see that being a thing and it is it even just is a clever title some you should like copyright it or yeah right like someone goes so go squat on that url Right, yes, yeah, yeah, because it'll be worth something at some point. It's probably already taken because it's just a common phrase, but it's true. Never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, However, where were we going with this? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, we're talking about Potterless, though, sort of a unique experience, and it was a really cool show that he did. Um, And, you know, so I feel like in the wake of like doing this, I was like, man, like, would it be interesting, like, to have a show that's sort of about, like, Jay and I doing the same thing? So it's, like, a 100% full disclosure, stealing the stealing the, the effective, like, read-along concept, which is a pretty common structure for a I podcast. I think this is, like, yeah, this is, like, if you don't know how to do a podcast, pick your favorite show and be like, I'm just going to watch this episode by episode. And then talk about it. Yeah. yeah a little bit of a little bit of recap. This is Yeah, this is a very common format. Yes. So, uh, obviously, Mike had the, um, like sort of like his whole uh, shtick, if you will, is the ability to read it for the first time and sort of like get those genuine and like live reactions. Um, and so my, my pitch to, you know, the team, to, to UJ was, and, and to, you know, like Beth and Alice as well, was sort of like, well, like, what would it be like to go through chapter by chapter with these books through the lens of like two people who, you know, like we at this point in time effectively have like a master's degree in like the study of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. the story. Indeed. And I think it would be fun to kind of go through and like be really granular 
uh, about like each chapter and like each of the things that like crept up or like, yeah, or the like first, oh like, like did you notice this because this is actually a big setup for later on or yes yeah, yeah. And, and I think it'd be fun to like scrape through it slowly because that's the other thing too is like you know now for the most part like whenever I'm reading the books I have them on like the like the 2.5x speed on audible or whatever and it's like you know I'm burning through them so uh, like so fast yeah that like there, sometimes there are instances where I'm like, I have literally, I've read this book, I don't even know how many times at this point, lots of times. It's like, I've never even caught that before. How is that possible? How is it possible I've never caught something? Right. Um, but like, I do think it'd be fun to like, yeah, like really put like each little detail into the microscope and see if like anything comes from it or if you realize anything new or, or anything like that. So the idea would basically be like um, a podcast show that Jay and I host and probably bring on guests for... Um, you know, for specific chapters. I know Beth right away was like, I want to be in. Yeah. yeah She's like, I, I want to come on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think Alice was the same way. I think it'd be cool. And and the other thing that's kind of fun about it as well is like, you know, the pop is so free form in nature that like, you know, like when you come in, even like when we sat down for after the final pop, which is, you know, 15 to 20 minutes, it's like, we don't even exactly know where these conversations are going to go. So it'd be kind of interesting to have like, the, the centerpiece yeah you know like like, like we have, we're going to talk about this we have a specific topic that we're going to discuss and and hopefully like uh we could you know gleam some information or be like oh like you know have you ever have you ever noticed this before this is the setup for that like you know it it, it potentially could be informative it could be hilarious um so anyway that's the that's the pitch let me know what you think we have a name for it that we're kind of kicking around but we'll yeah we'll hang on to that for we'll, we'll save that for now in case we don't stick to it i know but i think yeah. we will because it's a pretty good name that's not gonna lie, yeah. Not yeah. Gonna lie. We, we have we have sent the info over to the graphic designer too yeah to so try to things work are out. happening so just be on the lookout maybe we're gonna have a new podcast soon how about that that would be what? something that, you know what and like i mean this is this is kind of fun like you know as, as as patrons hopefully you know if you find it to be interesting it's like you are the first people who we have told outside of the people of this office that's so like, true this is the first yeah. time anybody other than alice beth and our co-workers have heard the idea so um you know welcome welcome yeah you know it's, yeah. Spe- two special. grown men read harry potter chapter by chapter for the 70th time <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know i don't know what do you have any is there anything that like sprang to mind when we started talking about it we were like it like that you think do you think we'll notice anything? Do you think we'll have like fun facts to tell? I think I was trying to think like what like different segments of it could be or something like, you know, like would you, you know, basically talk about like, okay, it feels like it like I have no idea. It feels like you'd have like a okay, here's like the general breakdown of what happens in this chapter. And right. then it'd be like things you like maybe there's like a section for like things you noticed for the first time or things you or like, or maybe you didn't, or maybe you didn't, or I feel like it would be fun for like every chapter to have like a, what was your favorite line in this chapter? Oh yeah. Kind of thing, that's that's you know? a good one for like sure. What was yeah. or what were like, what were some like fun standout lines or whatever, something like that. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know exactly. I feel like we need to have like a, like a big brainstorm about like what, like uh, how, how we could break the show up into um, stuff. Because yeah. it, it's not, you know, it, it's certainly not going to be like, well, now who do you think did it? Uh, like this, the, I, and I see, I read this, and this made me think that, you know, right, right. <laughs> well, we can like we can talk about the misdirects because like, 
this is uh i always go back to that scene in frozen you know like i i feel like frozen as a movie is a very very solid movie and like i i really enjoy it uh just as like a like a viewer of of cinema um and i i always go back to and i'm sure everybody who's listening already knows exactly where i'm going to this there's this like one scene where like hans falls in the water and he lifts up the boat and he gives this like goofy toothy grin or whatever and it's yeah. just like it's like he's like so like oh Anna, she really is so special and it's like it's like if you've got this whole master plan and you're putting this whole thing together and like you you knew exactly what you were doing from the start and like like whatever then this scene doesn't make sense uh with the rest of the movie like and like you can take that scene pretty much out and like the movie would still play just as well like there's lots of other like setup for it yeah it's like it's it's hard to know yeah like if like something happens to haunt like some people have theorized literally because of this smile that it's the trolls that like suddenly turn hans evil like sure. when they meet krista or when they meet anna and they have their whole he's a bit of a fixer-upper right. song because like prior to that it looks like hans is just being helpful the entire time right and then like after that song is like when he reveals his true colors and so people will be like we'll see the o- and the only real substantiating evidence is that one little smile yeah and it's just like it feels like maybe the animators just didn't think about it that much. And we're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. He smiles, whatever. Right. You know, and like, it's like even, even like, you know, you've heard the interviews with like Kristen Bell and stuff like that. Josh Gad after, after the fact that Dina Menzel and like, you know, while I'm sure they were very excited to be a part of a Disney animated movie and it was like a cool role and everything like that. Like none of them really knew that frozen was going to pop off the way that it did. Just given that like, you know, Disney was sort of like, coming out of a little bit of like a latent period of yeah like, they were there was um there was the disney renaissance and then there was the um you know post-renaissance era i suppose yeah which was i get depending on who you ask starts with the emperor's new groove <coughs> or dinosaurs Scoff. i think yeah whatever yeah, yeah. And the, the, the emperor's new groove is so interesting because like at the time is like no one really like saw it or whatever but like in 2023 it's like a cinematic masterpiece and people like really understand it yes yeah you know? it, so it's, that's fun it's so good it's yeah. so good um, we, we knew from the beginning we knew from uh, we yeah. saw in theaters we saw in theaters, we saw in theaters. Yeah, we, okay <laughs> yeah it's like source materials stuff right like that early it's like our family our whole family's like culture is based around the humor in that movie okay right? yeah. Yeah. okay yeah whatever no. um being mm. very superior um <laughs> <laughs> no uh but like also in that 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 time frame and i know that some of these movies are very beloved as well um but there's i think there's like treasure island there is bolt um, like Meet the Robinsons, Meet the like Robinsons. Um, Chicken Little or something. There's a yeah. bunch of those movies in there. And then um, I'm not sure which one came first, whether it was Tangled or Princess and the Frog. But um, that was the the one of those two, whichever one came first, like marks the end and like marks like the um, like uh, the modern Renaissance era or whatever. Right. Which and- like, I gotta be honest. It almost feels like as of Encanto, like that was like the end of another era or something. Sure. Not that, uh, not that, to be fair, I haven't seen strange world. Um, but based on like the reception of it right now, like just the different overall feel of it, that is sort of what it, uh, could feel like which is not what i mean who knows maybe it'll just be like a one-off thing but right yeah i mean it's it's always hard to say like it's the same thing like you know i look back on the mcu you know and you're like you might be in what are we in right now phase we are in between phase four and five right now okay yeah so like you know like phase four sort of i feel like has been like a little like less thrilling on the whole especially in the wake of like 
the end of the Infinity Saga where it seemed like every new movie was just like chock full of like fun and exciting and like digestible yeah. information. Now it's like there's like 15 different things going on. You've got time and realities and universes and like all this other stuff. And it's like it's like you're kind of like it, it, it feels like there's like a little bit of stuff. And it's like, what was the Eternals like really about? Like, oh, yeah. Know, like, know, oh, like, yeah. Oh, the Eternals happened. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then, you know, you go back to, to phases like one and two of the MCU as well. And it's like not not everything is gold. And so not everything's gold. But it like like Iron Man, when it came out, was like, that was the best thing ever. I do. You know, and Iron it's like Man still to this day. Oh, like, Iron yeah, Man yeah. holds up. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's like every like the weird thing is like you didn't really maybe even know that much about Iron Man. No, like yeah. maybe you heard of him and like you'd seen pictures of him. And then it was like, oh, that was freaking awesome. I got yeah. it. And then they came out with Thor. And it's like, I don't know if I know that much about Thor either. But I was like, oh, man, that guy's really handsome. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then it was like yeah. Captain America. Like, I know about Captain America. And you're like, oh, and it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it like, cool. OK, all right. They're drawing me in. They're drawing me in. I guess they had like Incredible Hulk and stuff in there too, but they had like more iconic like heroes that like more of the mass public knew about to to begin with to work with. And now it's like now they're introducing they're doing the same thing. They're introducing like a whole new generation of characters, but it's not it's like now you have the unfortunate problem of people being able to compare backwards yes. against their old favorites who were already their first favorites. And now it's like, yeah, some niche people, of course, like, you know, their favorite hero has always been She-Hulk. And it's about time she's in the MCU. Right. But it's like other people are like, yeah, I, I mean, there's so much to choose from. I don't know if that show was for me and like, whatever, I'll skip it, you know. Right. Like, And, and I think hmm. that's a little bit what's happening. There's a little bit of inundation happening where you're, you're just finding yourself like moderately overwhelmed yeah. um, by all that there is. So anyway, I mean... Really, going back to like the Disney example, though, you know, it's like you're you're finding yourself like, uh, or or going back to Frozen and Hans and everything, like you know, at that at that point in Disney's career, you know, like you're talking about, like now we're looking at Frozen as this like massive success. It's like a part of like culture, you know. I mean, kids are the Elsa for Halloween, you know, like it's it's just it's permeated everywhere. It's one yeah. of the most iconic pieces of media that we've had, you know, like in in this in our generation. Yeah. Um, but you know, so you have like the scene with Hans and it's like, honestly, they, they could have just been like, it's fine. Just like, let it play into the Mr. Honestly. honestly. Yeah. Oh, that was a different one. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah. Honestly. And honestly, honestly. Yeah. I like it. I like uh, it. What do you know? Um, anyway, go ahead. But yeah, like, so, you know, you're like, well, did, like, was it a mistake? They leave it in there. Did it, like, is it just like one of those things where it's like, are you being like overly scrutinous of a, uh, of a kids movie, of yeah. Kids movie. Or are they not playing fair? Like, could you not see the misdirect because they put the smile in there, and that was a complete lie and out of character. Yes, and so yeah. that that brings us back full circle to making predictions <clears throat> about like what's going to happen in Harry Potter and whether or not there are any moments where it's like it's kind of hard to get past this. Like, like I don't know that this behavior matches with reality. Like, you can ultimately have the reveal that it was Quirrell, but like this thing that Snape did, still kind of weird still kind of weird yeah you know or there's the fact that like you know dumbledore like when you get all the way up to to deathly hallows and the prince's tale and like snape's memories and stuff like that it's like um you ultimately discover that dumbledore was just quite literally like keep an eye on quirrell won't you and it's like it's like oh okay like you know that's, that's part of like why he was like keeping like you know like he was so like on, on him on like him. yeah it's like, like you can feel like maybe just retconned that to make it make a little more sense yes exactly yeah. it's like you know as as you're going through it doesn't make a lot of sense um, there's like there are scenes in the first one where it'll be like snape's just just like holding Quirrell up against the wall and it's like, you don't want me as your enemy, Quirrell. And it's like, okay, 
what are you asking him about here though? Like, right, yeah, like yeah. What, are, what are you hoping he'll tell you? Like how many things he knows how to get past? How was that useful to you? I, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and especially like, I mean, you know, again, like the Hans thing is explained through theories. It's like if you go back <coughs> to um, like the, like this piece of information that's not included until Deathly Hallows about like Dumbledore saying like, keep on it's like, like you sort of end up going back to like Dumbledore's big plan. And it's like if Dumbledore knows that Quirrell is like being infested by Voldemort for the entire first book, then it's like, it almost must be the case that Dumbledore was literally letting Harry just like try, you know, yeah. like the mirror of Eris set is left out. Why? So that Harry can find it. Right. Like, why did he give him the invisibility cloak the same weekend that the mirror of Eris set was just left in an unlocked classroom so That's that he could why. find it? Yeah. Like, you know, why are, why are all the obstacles like whimsical, things that you like that Harry might have learned during his first year. It's be, yeah. Cause they're <laughs> testing Harry. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's like, like here, why, why is there a series of obstacles when you can't get past the mirror no matter what? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and also it's like, what, what is the, what is the whole idea behind obstacles in the first place? It's like, it's like, no, we really don't want you to find it. But like, if you can beat our game, then like, you know, I guess it's fine. Yeah. We got, we got hands up. You win. Yeah. There's nothing you you have won the game. Congratulations! Right, yeah. You now get to own a hundred percent of. <coughs> I was trying to finish my Ready Player One knowledge. And I didn't have a. What's the What's the company that you win in Ready oh, Player One? Gregarious Games. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, you've you've made it past the mirror of error. Said you now are are the sole owner of Gregarious Games. Yeah. Congratulations! You own. The, you've got the Easter egg. The yeah. Oasis. Yeah, you own the <laughs> Oasis. <laughs> Quirrell's like, heck yeah, man! I'm gonna put ads everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah that because that's probably what quarrel's motive would have been yeah if, yeah if well, he, i mean he wouldn't need to use advertising because he could just use the stone to make infinite money so. that's also true yeah <laughs> that's a good point of course i mean if you make enough gold then it's just sort of like you know you've uh, you've affected inflation such to the point where maybe gold's not even the most valuable thing anymore so also true right you well, know unless you we be careful with these things right right or maybe we discover a whole new uses for gold that are currently not practical because there's just not enough of it it's mm. too scarce for resources right. so it's like maybe you build like I don't know, train engines out of gold. Do you think people are like sort of like no one's working on making a philosopher's stone? Do you think people are still like, is anyone in the world actively trying to like synthesize gold? You know, like maybe in a more technological way. It's a good question. You know, it's a good question. I'm not sure. It doesn't feel like the quest is over. Well, I was. Gonna, I thought you were going to say, do you think anybody's actively attempting to become immortal? Uh, like, like literally, like, is there a person on Earth who, like, maybe they're the president of some major, you know, conglomerate or business or world leader or something? It's like they're literally what they're attempting to do is achieve immortality. Because mm. it seems like most conventional wisdom would tell you that immortality is not desirable. Like, yeah, it does like, seem like that. And so it's like you you also have to be kind of delusional to want it. Right. Yes. Um, so I don't know. Um yeah, but that would be that would be very curious. It's like like we have like heroes and villains and all this type of stuff where immortality is brought up. It's a it's a classic um uh what is the what is the like holy grail type of achievement? Yeah, um, I, the holy grail gives immortality, doesn't it, or does it? 
Oh man, it doesn't matter. It, yeah, yeah. Anyway, as a plot device, immortality is like <laughs> it's so it's such an easy thing to to just be like, yeah, like of course this character wants immortality. Hard stop. Yeah, who, like who doesn't? No one's want- gonna argue with that. It's like you can like if if. No one, maybe, maybe you're not seeking immortality, but if someone like, okay, like in Avatar 2, like they're harvesting that like whale brain serum stuff that just stops aging or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, if someone yeah. was like, well, um, I don't know if it makes you immor- like, you know, you wouldn't turn it down <laughs> if someone was giving it to you. Sure. Like you want to just be like eternally youthful. It'd be like, well, yeah, that does sound pretty good, I guess. Right. Well, and I mean, to be <coughs> fair, like, you know, you and I and, and like our trainer Gabriel this morning at the gym, you know, we're talking about like the like the cold exposure therapy. We're talking about saunas. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're actively exercising on just like a purely maintenance basis. Like, yeah, you know, we're we are currently doing, like we're not we're not aiming for immortality, but we are aiming for like long term health and sustainability. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, that that's true too. But it's also like it's like, yeah, I'm not. It's yeah, it is like long term health and like healthy longevity. Yes. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to being like, uh, you know, 60 or 70 or something and being like, well, I can barely move now or something. I don't know. Sure. May- sure. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's just interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be, it'd be curious to discover whether or not there's somebody out there. Yeah, working on it. Working on is someone. Yeah, if, if someone's working on immortality, and if someone's working on synthi- synthesizing gold in the modern day, right? Or have they just decided that that's impossible? Basically, you know, it'd be an interesting plot for a story. It would be like a modern day. Oh man, like take on the, you're the right. hunt for the philosopher's stone. Yes, you're right. You're right. That would be extremely interesting. Okay, wheels turning. Wheels okay. turning. Okay. Fantastic. It seems like if you're going for modern day immortality, it's like a version of uploading your thoughts or something like technologically. It does seem like that. It like, does. It does seem like there's there's almost no getting past the um, uh, like mortal aging and you almost have to like abandon. Yeah. Physical occupation of your human body or whatever. Right, yeah. I think there's some movies about this. Like, uh, what's it called? It's the the repo man maybe i i've actually not seen it i i just know same person trainer gabriel has told me about it before but like it's i think it's the case that like you can like take over someone else's physical form but like all your thoughts are like in, like uploaded oh, into it interesting so this is a way like you know if you're if you're extremely wealthy it's like oh yes i can go on and, and take over a, a youthful appearance again and right you know, like I, I can still be me i can still have all my experiences like and does the other person get your old person body I'm not exactly okay. sure how that works. Okay. Yeah. Or are you just killing them effectively? Maybe you're just killing it them. It feels anyway. like there's a nefarious side subplot of uh, this. Yeah. One, one thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not a good thing. It's not <laughs> a good thing. Yeah, there's always, there's always, a, it seems like, it feels like there's like a sci-fi version of like, like you just sort of slowly replace all of your organs with like inorganic versions. Yeah. And then it's like, now they're always replaceable, but they still function and you still use like, blood and like obviously your brain is still there so now what now what now, I don't know. It's, yeah. now it's not a matter of your body failing you <laughs> is that bicentennial man is no he's just a robot who just eventually becomes alive oh okay yeah got it okay it's so the opposite opposite of, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay yeah that also feels like inevitably just already is a plot. Yeah. You know, yeah. Someone's are. That's not a new thought for sure. Right. Someone's already been like, we'll just replace all of your stuff with stuff that can't die. And then, then you just live forever. Right. Yeah. Does your brain just die eventually? 
Who knows? Who knows? Who Seems knows? like if your brain was along alive that long, eventually it would just start like having too many thoughts up there. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like I'd say hey. it's like we don't live. <laughs> Average human lifespan is not long enough to fill up a brain. Multiple human lifespans is enough. Yeah. And it's like... You're going to get problems, man. Yeah. It's like at some point you'll know too much information. Maybe. Maybe that's not even a thing. Maybe maybe it's like memory cards. Like we have like one sitting on the desk in front of us. It's a micro SD card that's, I don't know, 256 gigabytes. But like when we were kids, you would have had to have had like a much larger disk for like one gigabytes worth of data. Now, oh. now you have one that like literally is the size of like an M&M. I remember, um, yeah, in my fourth grade class, we had like, I don't know, maybe six or like six computers in the back of the room. And this was like, um, like, you know, where, you know, you could learn to use the computer and type and take quizzes and stuff. Right. Uh, accelerated reader. And at one point, like you had to, I think it was part of like teaching kids like what digital cameras were and stuff. And like, it was like, it was like an assignment where you had to go take a picture of yourself with the camera and then like write like just like up story and like type a story on the computer. Sure. And like, you know, put that all on a single document and like, wow, look what you did, right. which sounds like so common now. But like that was things people were never doing before that, you know. Right. Um, but we had this giant digital camera and you put an entire like floppy disk into the side of it. Outstanding. You know, and then like. I remember we'd go out in the hall and you could hold like eight pictures at a time. Like right. you could take like eight pictures and then you'd have to go and put it in the computer and it would take like 20 minutes for those eight pictures to it's make like, their way into the computer. Right, right. <laughs> it was like, man. We, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely been some some rather significant progress in that in that department. So yeah, who knows? Maybe human brains are like that though. And it's like we, we think about like all the knowledge that we have. You know, I'm 33 years old, I think. And, um, it's like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's packed up there. There's, there's barely room for anything else. And it's like, it's like wrong, wrong. Yeah. But yeah. yeah it's yeah, like, you're you've like, you used one gigabyte of an available, like 10 million gigabytes. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I can imagine you being like up in heaven. You're like, yeah. How much like, was my brain like basically full? And they're like, you were at about 0.03%. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> laughter, <laughs> Le- laughter used, yeah. <laughs> used you had a lot more to get just not even close the, the, the number of times you thought learning that new skill was not worth potentially offloading yeah. information yeah, like, you, know, you know how many times you thought that like like seventy five thousand. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like not even one percent not even one not even a tenth <laughs> what's of, typical of yeah anyway enjoy your time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is this typical extremely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. extremely yeah <laughs> classic mortals yeah anyway Mortals. guys thank you so, well, this is probably the longest after the final pop we've ever had which is always so. the case whenever we do it yeah, the, yeah, day, the next day the next day so uh enjoy the the doubly long episode it was fun discussion i feel like that we, we covered a lot of good stuff i was i feel like you and i both were able to like circle back to like our inspiration for specific conversations on multiple occasions yeah we deviated we deviated we deviated then we came full circle we did it so i'm very proud of us uh as ever everyone thank you so much for your support over here on patreon it is what allows us to continue to do the pop so we really genuinely could not do it without you we super appreciate it uh otherwise until next time bye support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you they focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully preserve their wealth and provide for the people causes and communities they care about.
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.